This is what here first, folks. I got the Crayola virus. You got the Crayola virus? I ate the whole box. You ate the whole box? Oh, 64 crayons. Oh, you got the 64 Crayola virus. I was rolling with the 128, boy. 128? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh-oh. I actually am concerned about getting... 224. 224. <laughs> I thought, wouldn't it be 256 next? Uh, nope. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. No, cool. I got the 256 box, but I couldn't get them all down. Oh, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. fine with with the uh, 64 <laughs> right, right. version of the Crayola virus, but when I did the eight-pack of markers, that has really fucked me up. Yeah, marker I virus. Ate, I ate eight Crayola novel, markers, and I'm in trouble. The novel marker virus is really... <laughs> Screwing up your tummy. Yeah, I can't even tell. They, the markers say non-toxic. They yeah. say non-toxic. And I ate one or two of them and started feeling really sick, and I ate the rest of them really sick. How are they not? How are they non-toxic? Yeah, they're, they're, obviously, they're obviously toxic. It's horseshit. Uh, uh, they're ravaging your system. We're yeah. all, we are all suffering from different uh, novel viruses. I'm suffering from granola, granola virus. Uh, but I, I made uh, I made a grand gesture to all my fans by eating breakfast from my porch. <laughs> I, I, really, I really struggled to get it down. Andy has a lot of fans who gather around his house in the morning yeah. to catch a glimpse. I was I was sick and my I was my tummy was rumbling, but I put on a brave face. I put on a blazer and sweatpants. I went out on my porch and ate a full breakfast to prove that I wasn't struggling with granola virus when I clearly was. I got roasted on Twitter. I took a laxative and an emodium, and it has just glued my stomach. I've got the just the markers are just in trouble in there. Yeah. <laughs> what so are you, you struggling from? Bertoli virus. <laughs> oh, yeah. What does that do? Uh, well, it's it it takes. Uh, it takes your insides and it makes them like a spiral noodle shape. And because they're squiggly and wiggly naturally, uh, Bertoli just seems like the right thing to name it. According do you guys, to science. Right, do you guys right, remember right. the? Do you guys remember the the halcyon days of this pandemic when everybody was making fun jokes? Can about we we get it? You're we get it. You're a writer. We get it, dude. We get it. <laughs> The Halcyon pen- <laughs> penultimate challenge. Uh, f- fuck off. I'm sorry. <laughs> some words are meant only to be written. Yeah, dude. Be said aloud. Go to your fucking professional some, journal to some use words, those damn words. Some words are meant think, to be written. You think the that? average homophilia li- listener knows what the hell the words you're saying mean? <laughs> well, okay, wait. I just want to circle back really quick yeah. to Devin's point that some words are meant to be written and never said aloud. Yeah, they're not so, part of the common speech. They're meant they're not they're never supposed to be spoken aloud. Okay, so what are some other words that are were, were invented to be written but never said aloud? Um Pendantic, which is pendantic. what you're being right now. Pendantic yeah, is a good I mean, one. Um I you know while lugubrious <laughs> lugubrious <laughs> lugubrious sounds like like a throat condition. <laughs> There's a rap song by Lil Ugly Mane called "Bitch I'm Morose and Lugubrious." And I recommend <laughs> you check it out. Uh, that's a really funny sentiment. Oh, dude, all um like all like obscure ingredients. Those are made to be written and not not said. Yeah, like monoflavin or yeah, whatever. If you say riboflavin. You're, yeah. you're an you better not say riboflavin. Yeah, you me. better not. If not you if you come at me with riboflavin on your tongue, you yeah. better I have mean, hands. There ready are to words go. that I've only read and never said aloud. But oh, I can't for think sure. Of any examples right now? 
Oh, for sure. Uh, that way, that's like a common sitcom trope is like mispronouncing a like uh, a less common word. And then being like, you've got to be kidding me that you're eating on the podcast. Yeah. Ev- why, would that's be, that, <laughs> why would that Why would that be surprising? Oh, I wonder. The what is surprising? Andy uses obscure words. I eat and click a yeah. lot. I wonder. <laughs> what yeah, do you I eat, mean? <laughs> I eat and click it's a my lot. Thing. You're like a bird. <laughs> yeah. You just click and titter yeah, and <laughs> eat little hey, seeds you and know, nuts. I eat and click a lot. I can't, I can't slow down or I'll die. <laughs> I gather up a bunch of to, little brushes. I have and to eat sticks. my body weight every day in nuts or I'll die. If I stop flapping my arms wildly, I just peck at seeds <laughs> on the ground. Darren, when when he says, I "Hold on, I have to eat really quick," he'll just throw a handful of seeds on the ground and peck them. Yeah, up. and then he'll <laughs> lop them up with his crazy tongue. <laughs> I don't go to your dinner table and tell you how to eat your food. Because no. I do it normal. I do it normal with a fork and knife. What? With a fork and knife? Yeah, like a fork and knife. Like a give me that fork and knife. Yeah, a fork and knife. Like a like a uh, yeah. um, some people might call it like a, a spork. Yeah, a fork and knife. Yeah, um, fork and knife. Fork and knife. Fork and knife. Fork I do. Knife. Ch- My favorite I... video game. Fork and knife. Fork and knife. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to play squads on Fork and yeah, Knife. I can't, wait. I can't wait to play squads later on Fork and Knife. There's going to be a time where we move past this dumb video game, and we're going to look back at this no. era of the podcast where we talk oh, about Fork yeah. and Knife all the time. I can't wait to to grow up a little bit more than I already am as a 33-year-old and be like, oh, you spent you spent two full weeks of your of your 30s? Pandemic. You spent two full weeks of the pl- pandemic just sitting on your couch playing Fortnite, Can't wait the game for toddlers. Not addicted to video games anymore. Yeah. Oh, so so you had to turn the microphone off when you played uh, when you played against strangers because they were all eight years old. They're too mean to you. <laughs> they're too mean, and they're all, they all have prepubescent, shrilly voices. Because you spent two full weeks playing a video game for essentially nine year olds. Absolutely, but listen, um, I'm all... gonna I am gonna jump in here and just clarify that you have spent. Uh, 16 days real time. All right, Four, so not over. 14 days. So I'm you over, were over two weeks. I'm yeah. over a fortnight since the beginning of the I'm, pandemic. I think I'm coming up on five real time days. Five real time days. Let's to be see. fair, you started yeah, way later. Yeah, I than just us. started. You're four days in, in 18 hours. All right. Uh, what am I? I'm what am I? Probably like 20. I think you're 20. Probably 20 days. We'll say 20 days. 19 days, 21 hours. So wow. Fortnite tracker is something that I'm now compulsively checking. <laughs> it's yeah, fucking weird. I, my Fortnite tracker page has 2.4 thousand views. Wow. wow. That's wow. incredible. I think I have probably 200 views on mine. About 1,800 uh, of those are me. We're I just, just going to hard pivot away from uh, Simpsons and into Fortnite now. What do you guys think about the item? No, I'm just kidding. We're done with yeah. that. Um, are there Fortnite they podcasts? They should release a gray sniper. Are there Fortnite podcasts? Yeah, it's just video. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great sniper. It only hits for 48 yeah. damage. Four, it hits for 48 damage headshot. We're slowly losing all of our <laughs> listeners right now. Give a shit about your fucking gray hey, sniper. Hey, there's, you know, there's YouTube videos of like some idiot finding like a, a, a special fish and he gets uh, 20 million views on his YouTube videos. So imagine that be your ticket to like, like out of. Being a struggling artist, you find a gold mushroom in a fake video game world, and you yeah. get thirty million views. I read something that the the 
um, physical weight of the American economy is actually getting lighter because people are spending money on Fortnite and apps. Like they're be- like more money is being funneled into imaginary stuff so that like the actual like the actual weight of the economy is getting lighter because people are buying less physical stuff and more like uh uh level passes on candy crush or whatever yeah it's an incredible time to be alive yeah it's just a direct siphoning of of wealth uh i think i think (laughs) it's an incredible it's an incredible time that i can buy um like fake fruit trees on my farm app uh, it feel like I've really made a difference in the world because I can grow peaches now. Yeah, yeah, and we all know they come from a can. They're I uh, there by a man. we do spend a lot of time sitting around like just pontificating on the big issues. Yeah. and one day I think we're gonna solve them. Well, I, I really think that we're on the I'm right track. I personally, them. yeah, uh, um, I heard that a bunch of my friends were playing this like farming app where they got to like build a plot of land. <clears throat> Uh, and you sometimes paid real money to get like different kinds of uh, plants and trees and stuff. And I wanted to get in on it. It sounded really fun. Yeah. I have personally lost over $5,600. Uh, I don't, I'm still not confident that I'm playing the same farming app as my other friends. Uh, mine's called farmers only. Oh, buddy. And I keep taking a bath. Uh, I keep getting these private messages about stuff, and I just I'm not getting anything in return. When I when I send oh, these buddy. people when I send these people money, I'm not getting anything in return. Did you talk to your wife about it? She's she's playing farming apps too, and her, like her her virtual farm is like lush and gorgeous, and she's like getting the correct amount of rainfall. I don't even. I haven't even uh, gotten to a point where I can access my virtual farm yet. I'm just getting <laughs> these like. I'm just getting requested like uh, inappropriate pictures of myself, and they're like, if 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 I see an inappropriate picture of you, then maybe I'll send an inappropriate picture of me. But once I send an in- inappropriate picture of me, then they're like, I'm gonna put post this online to show all your friends and family, unless you give me twelve hundred dollars. And uh, which means that you've done that five times. Because <laughs> <laughs> five keep, different times. I don't know how many, I don't it. know how much I have to level up before I get my peach farm. I don't know. <laughs> how many times do you have to click blackmailed before you can <laughs> yeah. get your peach farm? I don't know. I've never lived on a farm. I don't know how many times you have to experience black blackmail before <laughs> before you're allowed to unlock farming <laughs> capabilities. <laughs> So yeah, I keep getting suckered. Poor Andy, just getting grifted left and right. Yeah, I'm getting, is that I'm, I am getting, grifted. getting grifted? Yeah, you're getting grifted. I, knew, I, I had a, after the like third. You got paid twelve hundred dollars. I'll find you a guy who blackmail you for six hundred bucks. Thank you. I'll get you for half. Thank I'll you. get someone to do it for the, uh, a quarter of that. Oh boy, Darren, you ever get blackmailed? What was that? You ever get blackmailed? One more time. You ever get blackmailed? One more time. You ever get blackmailed? One more time. I had a guy who um, said he was going to release my uh, my my tax returns if I uh, uh, didn't pay him. Yeah, and uh, uh, and you I, were running I, you were running for a, a seat in the Michigan House of Representatives yeah. at this point. So it yeah. was so it was a big deal yeah. because I didn't want them to find out all of my dirty money secrets. Yeah, which is that. Uh, I don't make a lot of money. And the money you do make, 
you funneled into a fake or into a into a failing uh, uh, artisanal hot dog company right that is just hemorrhaging cash absolutely and i also didn't want my friends to find out that i've been claiming them as dependents this entire time <laughs> all my roommates from college all the planet Ant people i've been claiming all of them as dependents. yes you have started you have, out as a really <laughs> honest mistake though because he just thought he was really dependable yeah, yeah. i thought my friends like oh, people can yeah. count on yeah. me yeah but so I have claimed, claimed 134 I claimed both dependents. of you guys as dependents on my taxes. <laughs> That's fine. I'm oh, I'm okay with that. Oh. Um, how's your hot dog business going? Bad. It's bad, right? Just the buns apparently is not what people want. Yeah. I said, you know, some people don't want to eat meat. What if I just gave them the buns and the condiments? That's enough. Yeah. Not well, going good. Because no. you broke the heating element because you've physically funneled too much change into it. <laughs> Yeah, I really. <laughs> Devin claimed 138 million dollars in losses on his taxes last year because yeah. of his failing hot dog business. Yeah, yeah, I've got. Well, buns go stale so fast, and if I don't, so if fast, I don't, if I don't sell them like within the day, they're lousy. So they, here's here's where my advice really could have helped you out. You don't have to buy them in such massive quantities when yeah. you know a day later they're going to be bad. Okay, but I get free shipping over $36,000. So okay. if I don't order $36,000, they're Every not going to ship though. it. So you you order $36,000 of buns a day and you sell what? How many how many hot dogless sandwiches do you sell in a day? Bath, man, usually yeah. You know, I like, I appreciate the strategy though. I appreciate the strategy is try to outbid your competition for for breads locally, uh, right? And then you figure you have all the buns; they don't get any buns. Turns out people will eat a hot dog without a bun, but people don't want to eat a bun without a hot dog, right? <laughs> right. And also, I always thought that buns are a zero sum game. They can just bake more. I, I, <laughs> If I, I'm not buying up the finite amount, they could just make more buns. There is, n- contrary to popular belief, there is not a finite number of buns no. in the world. No, there's not. <laughs> and you bet on the fact that when people had a beautiful hot dog lunch, yeah. they were really there for the ketchup and the bread. Yeah. That's what you thought the main draw of the a catch- hot dog. The hot dog's just the delivery system for the good stuff. Right. The bread and the ketchup, maybe some onions. Yeah. It would basically be like if the tube of meat was like the plate or like the bowl that soup right. came in. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they, I think the a la carte method of the bun is two bucks and then you pay a dollar for each thing you want on it. Yeah. <laughs> Ketchup's a buck. Mustard's a buck. I, I don't know why I'm criticizing you so much because my hot dog business has failed spectacularly too. Uh, I I've been coming at it from um, from an like a uh, an artistic angle. Sure, we all know bun, hot dog in there, condiments on top. What if we deconstruct it? <laughs> hot dog smoothie. <laughs> that. You mean to tell me that hasn't gone well for you? That has not been going well for me at all. Hot dog smoothie. I'm taking a bath. You on looked this. at a hot dog and said, "That's not mobile enough. That's not easy <laughs> enough to eat. Yeah, you can't, I need yeah. to find a delivery system Every, that's easier than a hot yeah. dog." Everybody knows hot dog. What if it's smoothieized, freezing cold? <laughs> 
it's mashed up into a into a drinkable liquid. Did you liquid just use the word cold. smoothie eyes instead of process? He did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I smoothie eyes yeah. it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. What yeah. word did you use earlier? Halcyon. Halcyon. He's got Halcyon. He's got Halcyon in his back pocket, but he can't <laughs> come up with process. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah I no, wanted to. Out. I wanted to make it a smoothie. Okay. So you're smoothie eyes and cold. I pulverize. I pulverized. Not just. Not no. Each hot dog is handcrafted with care. Let's walk back the hot dog process uh, one more step. So you're taking pulverized meat that is put into a meat tube and repulverizing so it. I am personally pulverizing meat. Okay. Uh, um, disemboweling these pigs right. and using <laughs> using the intestines to to make tubes of meat. Okay. Then yeah. I am completing the hot dog process by grilling it. Putting it in a bun, okay. covering it in all That's the, the condiments. That's the same logic as toast. We already baked the bread, but cook it again. Yeah, <laughs> and you're kind of doing like a refried bean situation yeah. here. Yeah, and then once I have a complete hot dog, shove it into a blender, pulverize it again until it's a a, a drinkable paste, okay. and then I freeze it so Put it's it ice cold. <laughs> okay, so it's in a block form now. No, it's smoothie form. You think that people thought hot dogs are too hot to enjoy? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Turns out, not a good business strategy. No. I also claimed 100 I, You know what you could do with your meat paste? You could use it as a spread on his breads. Oh, we should put the hot dogs in the bun. Now we're talking. With the condiments. Yeah, because you spread it like I peanut take, butter, though. There is bread in my... I mean, it's not just a meat paste. Right, it's all of it. It's all of it. Oh, but, dog, yeah. but we could take my liquefied hot dogs. In the stale buns. Or put it in your stale buns. Loosen them up a little now bit. Now we're talking about hot dogs that toothless people can eat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a whole new business. Kind of sounds like you're like going to get into Have you ever you seen. You can gum a hot dog. Have you, you ever seen. You gum a hot dog. <laughs> have you ever seen a toothless God, person try to gum a hot dog? Uh, I have not. It's upsetting. Yeah, I've, I watch the vids. <laughs> I'm, I'm subscribed to that channel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, Gummy glizzy. Like yeah, I'm familiar. It would be much easier for them to gum stale bread with a, a meat paste inside of it. We all have to admit that. <laughs> That's implying that they're. It's like it's like like ducks with breadcrumbs. Like, oh, they don't have any teeth. They just got their bills. We gotta feed them little stale breadcrumbs. Now, my <laughs> understanding of biology is that the beak Limited. is the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Is that yeah, they don't the beak need teeth. Is the teeth. And they don't need teeth because beak is teeth. Beak is already teeth. Beak. So animals with beak, it's like having one big tooth on top, one big tooth on bottom. That is comedy, actually. When someone <laughs> just got one big tooth, yeah. that is funny. Yeah. So they can bite stuff hard, and I have been, by lots of ducks. You've been bit by a lot of ducks. A lot of ducks. And guess what? It hurts. So that has to be tooth. Anything that hurts you is teeth. I found a really strong I've been supporting bit by a, uh, article here. About, it's just it's titled, one, Why it's Beaks big. Are Better Than Teeth. Okay. You want me to get Ducks it? wrote this. Ducks, Ducks must Ducks wrote, wrote this. this. There are a number of reasons why beaks are better than teeth. For instance, beaks are made of uh, keratin, a flexible protein that makes hair. Dude, beaks are made of the same thing that makes hair. And so you can braid it. So beaks are more like fingernails than they are like teeth. Interesting. Ooh. So I don't want. I hate that. Oh, so they can regrow. Teeth can't regrow. Beaks can regrow. So you chip your beak, you get it regrow. I'm saying right now, I don't want. I don't want one big fingernail coming off my Damn. face. Teeth are just actually bones. Teeth are just actually bones, and beak are beak are like more like fingernails. Okay. So there you go. So I have been bit by lots of ducks. I've also been bit by lots of old ladies. No teeth. 
I would mm-hmm. rather be bit by lots of old lady no teeth. Yeah, because their bones are missing and it's just because it's yes, and it feels kind of um, dangerous and fun. Beak hurts bad. Beak yeah. hurt too bad. Beak hurt too bad. Big tooth makes good. Makes big and and then the inside of it is tough and scaly. Hurts too bad. Makes sense. <laughs> Tracks. <laughs> I just do you have a failing hot dog business, Darren? Do I have a failing hot dog business? Uh, or do you have a successful hot dog business? I, uh, I'm, I'm an anti-hot dog guy. Okay. I think okay. that they should... Uh, Somebody... Andy's allergic to hot dogs, I'm remembering. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Um, Somebody's too good for tubed meat. I am... I am uh, the last time I ate an, a, a hot dog proper was... Uh, I was like six. When's the last time you ate a hot dog improper? <laughs> uh, that's what I call bratwurst. And <laughs> improper like, hot dog. An improper hot dog. And I've eat, I've ate. That's one my of favorite those. show on True TV. Improper, improper hot, impractical hot, <laughs> hot, hot dog. dog. Yeah. <laughs> impractical well, hot, jo- jo- hot, jo- hot, jo- hot jocks. Hot <laughs> <laughs> <Impractical> <laughs> hot jocks. <laughs> I yeah. love watching impractical hot dogs you know, when they all make each other do stuff. You know stuff. what's fun about impractical jokers is that it's like if you could promise me that an episode of Jackass, there, nobody got hurt. <laughs> That's their model. Can you imagine yeah. watching The Dark Knight and being like, no, we need an impractical joker. Yeah. <laughs> that joker's too practical. This joker's too practical. I'm just like I'm filled with j- dread every time I watch the jackasses because what if they get hurt? They're obviously gonna get hurt. They're putting themselves in harm's way for our benefit. The impractical jokers take that all out of it. They just say, "What if we're what if we're nice and smart and funny and and not hurting each other?" Jackass is just America's funniest home videos for teenagers. What is impractical about their jokes? I've never actually watched impractical jokers. So they. Put a earpiece in their ears, and then so you put earpiece in your ear, and okay. you go out on the street, and you're gonna be like, "I am here to uh, to ask a stranger for directions." And then, meanwhile, me and Devin are we have a microphone to your earpiece, and we're gonna tell you we're gonna tell you naughty things to say to these strangers. Well, it will say like you're asking for directions. So what's we'll be the like, impractical? Um, so you gotta part? fart. And then you'll have yeah. to say that. So you then you go up to a stranger and you're like, "Do you know how to get to the Met?" And then we're like, "And then we're like, while you're while you're while they're explaining where the Met is, you're going to just burp in their face." <laughs> wow. And then you do so it. So the impractical thing is the thing you have to do because people told you you have yeah. to do it. Makes sense. Yeah, or like maybe that you'll be like uh you would be like a, a cashier at Bigby Coffee, and then that you have like a. Uh, earpiece in and we would have a microphone and then somebody comes up to the the uh to to get a coffee from you and then we're telling you right uh make their coffee too spicy <laughs> and then you do and then they get hurt what do you think it's like for casey jost colin jokes is colin jost's brother who's the head writer of pra- impractical jokers to watch his brother Date Scarlett be successful. <laughs> be the head writer of SNL in the Weekend Update Anchor. I heard that Casey Jost has started to burn money, and he's been calling himself the Joster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'd think if your name was Casey Jost, you'd go by Impractical Joster. <laughs> Impractical Joster. 
He's the head uh, writer of the if, show. I would if go he by had, that. If he had any sense of humor whatsoever, his Twitter handle would be Impractical Joester. Let's see if Casey Jost is on Twitter. Shout out Casey Jost. We have not, we have not um, at all announced what this show is that you're listening to. Homerphilia. Homer. Casey Jost, UCB guy. Homerphilia, where the winds go waving down the plain. Uh, what is Oklahoma about? Uh, Oklahoma? As a, as a... I want to say it's about North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? When Rodgers and Hammerstein sat down, they used to uh, like... Damn. It's That's <laughs> a good bit. That's a bit of the day right there. Uh, I got a low it. bar, baby. That's, that's Darren's favorite joke of this episode we watched. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to guess right now it's about... Guess uh, and I'll let you know how close you are. It's about the Sooners. It's about the land stakes. Uh, uh, it's about people who took the federal government up on uh, on claiming land that west uh, uh, in wagons. It's about head. a guy who buys a, a big car and wears a vest. <laughs> Does that sound correct? Yeah, that um, sounds right. So it is a uh, Oklahoma... Is about oh he's allowed to kill anyone because he has the license to and he's secret agent and he goes around all these nice countries and sleeps with all these women yes and has to do foil the um, bad guys Oklahoma is specifically about uh, Lori uh, a farm girl Lori and her courtship by two rival suitors Curly and Judd yeah so that's what it's about and those are two a uh, girl who dates the three Stooges yeah, <laughs> yeah. those are the the two good Three Stooges. Yeah. And there's a secondary romance romance with Will Parker and it's nothing Edo a- Annie. It's nothing about landstaking? Uh, That's upsetting to me. I, I don't know anything about the... Uh, so it's the first musical by Rodgers and Hammerstein. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully the last. <laughs> Please don't tell me they wrote more. <laughs> if I find out they wrote anything other than Oklahoma... So we are Homerphilia. We yeah. talk about The Simpsons. And Oklahoma. Um, North Carolina. Oklahomaphilia. So Oklahomaphilia. <laughs> That's the episode where we watched the 1955 <laughs> film adaption of Oklahoma. Oklahomaphilia. <laughs> uh, I think we have, again, this is like every other good title that 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 causes something. We're going to have to do it one day. Yeah, oh yeah, we we will we will watch the movie the version Oklahoma of Oklahomaphilia City <laughs> Bomber. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh so uh, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. love The Simpsons. We're watching. The, uh, Devin and I love The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. We love it. I think I'm getting we to the point. love I, it. I'm getting to the point where... So I'm, I'm coming at this from zero experience. My name's Darren, by the way. I'm, I'm coming at this as the control here. And I think I'm getting to the point where... I will tell you this. I'm not going to go ahead and say I love The Simpsons yet. But I am getting to the point where... Uh, I feel like watching The Simpsons outside of this. I haven't done I it I know. Yet. You said that last week yeah. that you almost pulled the plug and actually watched yeah. Simpsons away from us. I really am getting, I'm getting close to that. I personally, especially since the advent of Disney+, Plus, have taken it upon myself to uh, to revisit some future eps. Yeah. But I've seen them all a million times. Yeah. Uh, uh, for you. I don't want to jump ahead. And I don't think you should jump plot. ahead. No. Black if I have if Black I kept, what? Is that something? Glaucomerphilia? Glaucomerphilia? Glaucoma or Glaucoma? Non-Hodgkin's lymphomerphilia? <laughs> that's, that's it right there. 
What are I don't understand. I'm looking for like the the just the, the, the sound the word Oma. equation that you're you're relying on here. Just There's no consistency. To, we've got the Oma Oma Comophilia Glaucomophilia <laughs> Not Hodgkin's lymphomophilia. Poo- that's a good one. Pumophilia. Now we're we're losing the we're thread. Losing the <laughs> we're, losing the, uh, <laughs> we're losing the thread. Can I just look up? Yeah, look up things with Ryan. We'll do loose rhymes. We'll do loose rhymes. Homer. People tune in to hear us just find loose rhymes in real time. But yeah, I am. I am enjoying. I am enjoying watching Darren actually become a coronaphilia. Coronaphilia. That's what this last. Yeah. Do you guys? Remember the Halcyon days of this oh my God, <laughs> pandemic. Dude. I genuinely want Drink to know. Man, he says Halcyon. How do you spell Corona? H A L Y C O N. H A L C Y O N. Oh, okay. Here's a question for you. Don't look. Corona beer. Sales good, sales bad right now. Up, 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 way up. People uh, skyrocketing, love it. skyrocketing. Uh, Name recognition. I was, see, that's, all news is good news. That's every like broy. No that's thing. every broy guy's like ironic joke is to bring Corona to the party that's, that he's not supposed to be that's having. That's where right I was now. going with that sentence. Yeah. The rest Diploma, of that the, diplomophilia. Diplomophilia. <laughs> that's I love when you love getting degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Dip. Uh, uh, so <laughs> diploma diplomophilia that's what yeah i was mesotheliomophilia like, <laughs> <laughs> all right uh 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 but i am enjoying watching darren become uh Sometimes. become a fan become cartoons that's great i love yeah, watching darren watch cartoons i like i like i don't i don't like to see Darren go down the path of cartoons but i love to see him walk away um, <laughs> you know guys what i mean yeah, he's got, we know he's what got you a mean. he's this got a can on him, a wagon. He's got a fucking dump truck on him. Uh, what a dumper! What a fucking dumper on this guy! What a caboose! And I mean efficiency. I don't mean looks. I mean it's a, it's it's a it, it just it, it does blast. exactly what it's supposed to. One purpose. One purpose. The defecation of human waste. That I mean. My oh my, how good! Chef's kiss mid sentence. There is that what you just did? Yeah. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Uh, this was a uh, an episode I, I I liked. It was so uh, we're we're gonna. Uh, this is officially side showmerphilia. Side There we go. This is oh, yeah. uh, uh, We have we've talked extensively. Uh, and uh, side show Bob brings us. Uh, Kelsey Grammer, that'll get us a little blowmerphilia. Hey. <laughs> now we're rolling. Now we're rolling on the rhyme. Oh bit. my um, golly! Uh, as a, uh, as a, as a, a co- co- cocaine joke, everybody. Cause, uh, cause, he is, he is, he's well known for his love of being zooted, Tootin'. right? Yeah, toots and zoots, grabbing teeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we've talked extensively about the types of like. The episode structures that are going to be familiar to us. This combines two of them that we will see over and over and over again. This is Patty's second, or I'm sorry, Selma's second wedding episode that we've seen. Skinner, oh, yeah. this is two first. of them. Skinner yeah. was the first one. So right? this, this is a, was it Principal Skinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Were they so, engaged? Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they did. So, uh, um, what this episode does 
is introduce slaps the fact that these two uh, uh, episode archetypes will be revisited again and again and again. So specifically, Kelsey Grammer signed on to do that his guest appearance as Sideshow Bob in season two as a one-off thing, um, uh, never assuming that it would ever be uh, a, a, a long-standing character arc or anything. So this is so this episode. Uh, establishes the fact that we are going to see Selma fall in love multiple times. This is the second one. Let's put this into context, too. I'm just going to extrapolate a tiny bit here. This is April 9th, 1992. So this is a year before the end of Cheers. So this is... uh, yeah, this is He's at the height of the his hunkiness. They they're either the, they are either Kelsey just Grammer's never been or right. never will be hunkier than he is. They're either just moment. starting or, or I think that means that they're 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 in the midst of probably season 10 uh of 11. Something um, like that. So so this is a big get yeah. for the Simpsons. This is a big marketing move. Uh I mean obviously yeah. There's more to it than that, but this is yeah, this is a big get. This is you know three what two or three episodes ago we had Homer at the bat where we had a bunch of MLB All Stars or whatever. We had um, Flame and Moe's this season. We had Aerosmith. So Simpsons is starting to go out yeah, hard oh for sure, and getting the, some of the biggest talent we, oh, in the world. This season uh, started. Cameo. This season started with a Michael Jackson cameo and Michael ja- yeah, it's the Michael Jackson cameo, which at the time again this is. 1993. This is huge. Yeah. yeah, he's like the biggest pop star in the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but this specifically. Uh, Sideshow Bob having ill intentions to the uh, to the Simpson family. This is the second instance, and I think this is the Simpsons saying that this is yeah. something we're going to do over and over again. And Selma being in love with somebody from Springfield uh, and and uh, meeting uh, disastrous uh, results uh, from that love. That's another yeah. uh, archetypal ex- episode. Uh, this is the second instance of that, and both of these. Uh, this is the clash of them. Both of these episodes are going to be an almost yearly occurrence from now on. Yeah, we really do see them almost every season. Yeah. What a treat. What a treat. What a mashup. I would say that Sideshow Bob episodes, in my mind, land harder and more memorably than Selma Falling in Love episodes. From yeah. here Other on than out. the Troy McClure one. Troy McClure one is a standout Classic. for But that's another mashup, kind of. It's a Troy McClure episode and a, a song yeah, episode. Yeah, that's a great one. What is this episode? Uh, a song from uh, Girl Talk? Because it is a mashup. Mm. Nailed it. Yeah. You nailed Thanks. it. Thanks. That's good. Feel good about it. <laughs> what is this? Everything feels great. What is this? Andy's Hot Dog Company? Because it's, it's a mashup. mashup. <laughs> yeah. Because he mashes it. My, th- my original thought was what if hot dogs was more like mashed potatoes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm taking a bath on this thing, though. Literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> you have been... I've got so much that I'm bathing oh, yeah, in. Yeah, what else are you going to do? Uh, um, I, personally... Doctors did diagnose you with hot dog well, skin. I, I have hot dog skin. I love how we just did a whole setup, like honing in on the focus of the Simpsons episode and we're back to bathing <laughs> in processed hot dog juice. We have I, one track mind people. We think I about know. Just disgusting, gross, gross, gross disgusting garbage. All I, day. Uh, I successfully paid zero dollars in yeah. federal taxes last year. All you I, have to do is lose. From my, from my job, yeah, from my job, I, I you know, I, uh, I got paid a, a good amount of money from my side business as a hot dog art, uh, artisan, 
I claimed uh, $170 million in losses last year, so yeah. uh, I didn't have to pay the government shit. All you got to do is lose crazy amounts of money mashing up hot dogs. So now you're seriously... Um, I'm massively in debt. I don't... I mean, millions of dollars. Yeah. This were, These were real losses. Uh, I really sunk too much money into my hot dog business. People needed to stop giving you lines of credit. I know. It's insane. But you kept... Well, going on farmers only and blackmailing people <laughs> once you learned how to do it. Yeah. You managed to blackmail $170 million out of Out of people. Warren Buffett. One out of person. Warren Buffett, just him. You got him <laughs> to send you one nudie picture. Yeah, and then I blackmailed him. $170 million. Yeah. <laughs> of course. He's from Nebraska. That's of course. That's the dating app he would be on for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's all they get there, right? What? That's all they get there. That's the one. Yeah, that's, that's the one it. Dating app. It. Most people don't know that the internet's pockets. Like, uh, like Yahoo doesn't extend coast to coast. No, it's regional. Mm-mm. I've been getting brown mailed where the, uh, my neighbor's been um, mailing me some of his like a little bit of his shit every week. <laughs> <laughs> I think I pissed him off because I accidentally cut some of his grass because the property line was not clear. And he has been USPS mailing me just little, just little bits of his shit. And he yes. said, I'm brown mailing you so bad. And I said, you better stop. That's illegal. And he said, actually, no, it's not. So I keep getting eggplant in the mail. I'll just start calling that purple mailing. <laughs> I don't know who's sending them or why. It might be these weird ties I have on farmers only. I get a lot of anonymous vegetables mailed to me. I don't get it. Yeah. I can't <laughs> I, imagine. I don't know. Maybe they're homophilia fans because of my bed. They gotta be. They gotta they gotta be. They want you to get a good night's rest. Mm. What are you yawning about? Uh it's just you know. I uh I'm blown away from all my laughs. So what'd you think about this episode then? What did I think about this? Here let me go. So Sideshow Bob gets paroled and Mary Selma and Bart suspects that Sideshow Bob has something else up his sleeve. That's the simple synopsis we got here. Uh I I didn't hate this episode at all. I I think it's a solid app. Again, um I I changed my favorite app last week. Uh I did to uh Colonel Homer. Uh and I think that we are on a tear of very good apps, which makes this one feel a little less than stellar to me. I do like the return of Sideshow Bob. I just didn't have the JPM, the jokes per minute that I like. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think there was that, a lot of, um, I think because of the fact that this was the, the uh, cementing of Sideshow Bob as yes. a recurring character, that there was a lot of, um, Expo, yeah, in this that will that won't be uh, uh, necessary in future sides of Bob. Exactly, and I think that's that's what makes a, a common thread in a lot of my favorite apps. Actually, you know, I guess last week was kind of an an exception for me. But a common thread in my my favorite apps are they build off of pretty much the characters we know and they've developed, so they don't waste a lot of time with exposition. I think that, like you said, I I I see how I will love this episode. I mean, next time we see Sideshow Bob now, we know he'll be back to try and kill Bart. Like, we'll know. We know yeah. that. And they, they will jump. I, I would bet that the next season Sideshow Bob episode, they jump right into it. Interestingly, maybe the only Sideshow Bob episode where his goal is not to kill Bart. Yeah. Uh, from here on out, he is he is uh, uh, possessed with killing Bart. He, he explains that he does have, like, homicidal rage yeah. uh, to Bart. Uh, while he's in prison, 
But none of no part of his plan at all involves Bart, really. Uh, yeah. It just happens that the the woman that well, contacted him in prison to start dating him sets, was Bart's uh, aunt. This sets up the trend where now Bart has um, essentially become uh, Sideshow Bob's rival uh, or the bane of his existence almost because Bart sent him to prison. Yeah. Mortal enemy. Mortal enemy. Yeah, exactly. Cause now Bart has stopped him one from taking over. Cause he was, he was going to take over the Krusty show. Is yes. that right? So he yeah. stopped him from taking over Krusty's show and now he stopped him. Um, so, so I, I'm led to believe here that his root here is that, uh, it's for money, right? Mary Selma, she made big on the <coughs> stock market or something like that. So he's trying to inherit her money right now. Yeah, right? she invested in a mace company right before uh, America started to crumble. So she got rich doing that. Perfect. So now Bart is uh, Sideshow Bob's uh, mortal enemy. Sideshow Bob now has decided that uh, Bart has been the reason that he is not successful. Um, because Bart uh, does thwart his plan in this one. I don't. Um, Bart's an incredible thwarter. He's a good thwarter. Um, I. I, I I like this story. I like this setup. I like. Well, good because you're going to see it over and over. And I over really again like the here. structure of this episode. I just I think that, again, uh, every good Simpson app builds off of you know just cementing in like even last week. You know, so much of what I loved about last week is just. Homer being impulsive Homer. You know what I mean? Impulsive and dumb. And then there's a, a, a lit, they find a way to sneak hard into it uh, with yeah. him and him and Marge, you know, because we know at their core, you know, Homer's very impulsive. Marge is going to kind of be a little quiet and reserved until she's not. And until he's not, you know, right. like it's, 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 you know, last week's episode is an exercise in getting them to the point where they, recommit to their love by way of some outside thing but it's it's again it's just building on these these characters we know so well and i think that once we know sideshow bob right now like it is cemented in that there sideshow bob has now two reasons that bart has ruined his life uh, from his perspective right. and bart has now grown extra suspicious of of sideshow bob you will never and they will never not be enemies anymore and i think having that will be able to flesh that out later yeah and from the other perspective, the Patty Selma episodes, uh, Patty is like completely comfortable being uh, um, like an like yeah. a single older woman. Yep. Selma is is always obsessed with not. As and, like, am I. I'm right. very comfortable being a single. Older yeah. Why woman not? As well. Why not? I I think uh, that like, also <laughs> like uh, when they established that um, Selma's been writing a person in prison. Patty's like, I don't know, she's got this crazy obsession with not dying alone. <laughs> I have like, this um so so from Don't we all <laughs> Yeah, I know. From I know, my perspective, right now. But like Patty's now, completely comfortable, like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna die alone. Like like of course. From my perspective right now, things that this episode did that you guys probably don't realize, I don't know Chief Wiggum really at all yet. I, I at all. Sure. I've seen Chief Wiggum 
always with a throwaway. Oh, yeah, this B-line. is an ACAB episode for sure. Yeah, there was absolutely oh, yeah. uh, development of Wiggum in this episode that I haven't seen before. We've seen him a little bit in moments, but we've never like him leaving his gun by the cake in the wedding. Like that was a little funny joke. Uh, but that further builds out this guy. This as is a kind totally of fundamentally what Wiggum is, yes. and they they really get that well yeah. in this episode. He, I mean, he had my line of the episode. We'll get to it later, but yeah. I mean. Uh, but I think that 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 that's the kind of stuff like we're seeing. Like I hear you guys say like, "Oh, Millhouse wasn't really Millhouse this episode." Right. Or like, they haven't quite figured out whoever yet. But this is the first one where I really, I think up until this point, Wiggum still had a shred of dignity in his character, and right. he, it's gone now. You know, I think that that's what the gun on the table is. I think that that's what uh, a couple other jokes he had. Have we even introduced the fact that Ralph is Wiggum's son at no. this point? No, I don't think so. They no, haven't, they haven't done it. So no. we've introduced those two characters that's interesting. separately. Yeah, yeah and, I don't and know. Ralph them. is not. Um, Ralph is not himself yet either. They've gotten one Ralph line in recently. I don't know any. Uh, any kids or any any families? The only people we really know, I really know at this point of as, as families are the, the weird kids next door in Flanders. Yeah, and then yeah, I don't. No, we know haven't we haven't seen Millhouse's, Millhouse's family. Nope, I don't know anybody from Millhouse's family. I don't. There was one moment where didn't Homer come to the door to to yell about somebody or something or i think early on there was my kid punched your kid or something like that that's pretty much it yeah there's no we will we will briefly see like uh nelson's mom will briefly briefly see martin's parents but for the most part most of the kids are autonomous so who's the sick kid uh, um, well, what's, what's his name? uh, not Wesley Wendell 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 is the guy is the you never see you never like you never find out about there him. was he's, oh, he's so he's the, like well, a, there were, I noticed today character. there was a dude in prison with the same skin tone as Wendell uh, I don't know that yeah the one he's, thing I noticed. he's never he's never truly part of Bart's inner circle so you never you never find Makes out sense. more about him because yeah I I think I I would argue that I have seen that 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 one guy in prison snake snake more than we've yeah. seen most of the people Snake's that a great character. Yeah, most of the people yeah. all right because i have a friend who talks just like him snake was there for the party scene thing snakes i mean snake's been there a yeah. lot relative oh, to no. other characters. I'm back but i'm prison. back up in prison oh no but i, I guess yeah so like for, for me today this episode sets wiggum aside from the rest of the cops um, because you know he really had the, kind of the same amount of lines as the other cops that I've seen yeah. up until this point. But today, uh, you know, he was more of a character in this. He wasn't even a main character at all in this episode. But he was right. more of a character. Um, Starting this episode by just dunking on the ABC's dinosaurs yeah. is yeah. so funny because yeah. it is so clearly so, a direct ripoff of The Simpsons. Yeah, and it and like uh, so they show a clip of the show. It's obviously The Simpsons as dinosaurs, and the the young boy kid says don't have a stegosaurus man yeah and they're the family's loving it and bart's like oh it's like they saw our lives and put it on tv which is this is again establishing a long yeah. tradition of the simpsons calling out sit uh um uh uh sitcoms for plagiarizing them right at the beginning i mean we're in season three now which means that there have been uh several years the three years of development that other networks yeah. have been able to do so there were a lot of weird Simpsons clones. There was like Fish Police. There's a lot of weird animated primetime shows that came out right around the time of this that all failed. Yeah, what is it's hard to so know, it's hard to wrap your head around. So this was the first primetime network 
animated show since the Flintstones. Yeah. And they put this on. It was a national phenomenon. It's hard to it's hard because now yeah now like every network has their like animation Animated. block, yeah. and it's all these shows that like uh, even if they aren't like uh, a dominating force of of American culture like Bob's Burgers is a popular show but it's not like a groundbreaking the, yeah. thing that everybody knows. That's that's going into like its eleventh season. Yeah, uh, which is insane. King of the uh, Hill ran fourteen. Yeah, years. well, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, it's on Bob's Burgers, no, like I've watched the the the. I didn't watch season two of the new season, but I did watch the season premiere, and it's still firing. It's great man. show. It's still yeah, firing. that show's all cylinders. Show even still I think, yeah. eleven years in. I yeah. think uh, I have not seen new ones of that show in a while, but there was a a run uh, of episodes where it was like Bob's Burgers is what Simpsons used to be where it's like yeah it's like story driven yeah uh, instead of like family first just family first story driven i um i i i would i would i'm i watch you know as most of these shows come back you, and you you see shows animated and not animated that you know you, it's it's always scary when a show you like comes back with their next season because it's like oh are they gonna lose the magic or whatever um but yeah i i, I with bob's burger specifically i was relieved watching this season premiere um, but then, yeah, I mean, I don't but know. They, they I, are the one. They are the the one that has successfully resisted yeah. the Family Guy, like pace, uh, and and like abject, uh, disrespect of storytelling yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, like uh, like uh, adult oriented um, animation is so uh, aggressively anti storytelling right now. Yeah. That it yeah, yeah, that yeah. most of it is uh, impossible to watch. But the other side of it is the the Futurama dilemma, which is one of my favorite shows uh, of all time. That I will be the first to admit got absolutely unwatchable uh, at a point. At a point, you know, relative to the Simpsons, the point where Futurama gets unwatchable is the point where Simpsons, from what I hear, is at its all time prime. Right. You know, like that, yeah. which is that's that's interesting because Futurama well, I would, is so much more story based mm, than let's see. The so because what they, season five is trash. Season five is where right? they came yeah, out. Season five is the movies, which is just tr- just trash. They uh, Futurama started uh, at the uh, in 1999. Yeah. Right. Right. So we're talking about season 13 or 14 of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, The Simpsons is already past. It's agreed upon golden era yeah. by the time Futurama starts. Right. Um, uh, there. What What I will say about the Simpsons run is there is still a time when the magic has seemingly vanished, but there are still solid story structure yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. The since then, yes, past that, they they uh, have they have kind of like adopted the family guy storytelling philosophy in the last like decade, <laughs> which yeah. is insane. But, uh, um, yeah, I haven't so that, see, like, I haven't watched fam very much family guy in the yeah. last, you know, I haven't watched family guy I, probably in the last 15 years. 10 I, years or something. I don't know how long liked, family guy yeah. has been going on, but I, I probably haven't watched family guy in at least 10 years. I watched uh, a little bit of American dad. Uh, a couple years ago, not bad show. See, I didn't. American Dad's another one that I I, I never 
You were really also a huge it. fan of the Cleveland show, right? Yeah. <laughs> as, as everyone knows, we are doing the Simpsons podcast as a second choice to my original pick of yeah. Let's Do the Cleveland <laughs> Show. Yeah, you wanted to do uh, Cleveland Showmophobia. <laughs> or <laughs> Cleveland Showmophilia. <laughs> Cleveland Showmophilia. <laughs> no, my rival podcast you is want- Cleveland Showmophobia. <laughs> you wanted to do Cleveland Showmophilia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one wanted to do it. Nobody wanted uh, to do Cleveland Show Revealia. I guess I, I just, the Cleveland Show, for all we know, doesn't exist, right? Has anyone ever seen it? It does not exist anymore. It uh, does exist now, but it, do we know that it ever came out? It went five seasons. I know, but five, four but, or five seasons. But how do you know? That's Have you point. ever seen any of it? Great point. But wasn't the Cleveland Show just Family Guy model? Just yeah, just uh, it was just. Uh, I mean, it's uh, the same thing. Here's here's the difference though. It's basically it's basically like Seth MacFarlane said, we could do Family Guy. What if we do it with blackface? Yeah, because I mean, they, yeah. they like it's, it's just a bunch of white actors. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American That's Dad. I was dating someone who would just like kind of put it on in the background uh, when I was living with her, and American Dad was fairly funny. I I, I have never seen an American Dad I didn't like. Sharper uh, joke writing. Yeah, it, I, it, it uh, is funny, but it, it is I, I I get really weary of the. The Family Guy cutaway model. I, I just I can't stand. I, it's that. exhausting. It is so exhausting, and it's just it. You know, The Simpsons did that parody of it where like how do they write Family Guy? And it's just manatees grabbing balls that are nouns and yeah. and matching them together, and, and you know or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, like that's so real. I mean, it just feels like you know this is worse than the time Joe Montana yeah. rode a South Park skis down yeah. down a, a grocery escalator. I it's fun- like all right, let's I have. There's a funny image. Let's do it. I fundamentally disavow. Seth MacFarlane's view of comedy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I, I think that he found something, but like anything else, it's just beating it's, a dead I heard horse. The Orville is okay. I've His heard that too, but I don't give a shit because I. Yeah, like, neither do I. He, uh, every everything he's ever done, uh, is just not in line with what I think is funny or what I yeah. believe you could do with. Uh, a story idea like Andy's favorite TV shows McDonald Land. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess what what would you say the strengths are in a, like a show like Simpsons over its pri- in its prime over a show is like Family Guy in its story prime? story development yeah story storytelling and character development yeah is when the sh- the Simpsons is at its very strongest when it uh, when it can pack a tight story. That shows character growth with an incredible amount of irreverent comedy yeah. and care and and uh, cultural references. And I the agree. form follows the function. Yeah. all of the jokes are in service of a plot, whereas Family yeah. Guy is making jokes in spite of their so story. So what, what Family yeah. Guy did was they saw the Simpsons, what the Simpsons were doing, and said, "What if we take that family structure and forego all of the." hard stuff that the Simpsons is doing and just make this a a a, a zany uh cult, pop cultural reference. Uh, yeah, too zany. Yeah. Too zany. But there's yeah. no there's no story development. They have they have no interest in developing their characters at right. all. Uh like if you if you plot out the actual storyline of a Family Guy episode, yeah. it's like 3 minutes. Right, because and I mean, like, I guess they they are both you know built off of a glass house model, but um, or you know, return to return to neutral uh, model. Like this this one, for example, there's no B plot. No, 
the Simpsons will eventually rely harder and harder on B plots, which is f- f- fine. Yeah. But like they they had a story they wanted to tell, and then they fit in some cultural references. They fit in some filmic like parodies and stuff, all in service of the story they were trying to tell. And they established two long-running story arcs that they're going to come back to again and again and again. Yeah, that, like like they they did they put so much work into the story idea of this episode. Yeah, that they that this is still uh, a a bank that they can they continue to come back to again and again. Yeah, I guess I don't. I, didn't, I never really thought of of Simpsons in this way, and that's why I think watching it, you know, going taking the opportunity and watching it chronologically, and I mean, really, streaming services could revolution, you know, do revolutionize this. Being able to go back and go on the ride, I think that's why I'd never really liked Simpsons when I saw it, and I think that is. Uh, Going back, that is, you know, if I would have turned on Futurama season five, and that's where I started, yeah. I would have hated it. But I happened to be old enough to catch the beginning of Futurama, and 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 you know, same with a show like like I'm I'm currently watching Thirty Rock again. I, I mm-hmm. rave about that show over and over again, and it does have the the you know every every show is within the framework of we're writing a show for this Friday. It's always, you know, you never really know what it is, but already I'm noticing, you know, they have their Christmas episode, they have their Valentine's day episode, they have whatever, you know, uh, Kenneth centric episode. They have a Jack's career, uh, you know, he has an opportunity to get, you know, so uh, those ones seeing that over and over. And even more with even like, even though they have such, uh, any any network sitcom is gonna have a key towards episodic, yeah. Uh, to to make sure that they can be like a, a rerun factory, right? But even something live action like Thirty Rock has more leverage to do like season long arcs than Simpsons, right? So Simpsons is completely yeah caged by needing to yeah. to every episode to be self contained, yeah. And a show like um, a show like 30 Rock can stretch a cameo, you know, like the Selma Hayek uh, cameo. For, it's all season three. That's Jack's yeah. girlfriend. Everybody, it was like Edie, Edie Falco was the girl, the son right. of season two. So they have these season long arc cameos. They always cameos. show Selma Hayek or they ever show Patty Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is trash. Yeah. But Damn. Patty Hayek is completely okay with being alone. Being alone, yeah, she's fine. fine. But being she alone. just wants but to work at the just, okay. she's I, just her, uh, Patty Hayek with Jub Jub, her <laughs> chameleon. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't look at the clock. Let me get through this. Uh, this story really quick. Uh, I'm gonna do the the the, the condensed I, actual. Honestly, I think story. like people can watch what they watch. Uh, I kind of like getting deeper into this stuff instead of just like going bit by bit. Right. Uh, I what was actually in the episodes. You can go fucking watch the episode. Of go Google. watch the fucking episode. Go watch the fucking episode. Bart foils the coward. plot giving, uh, giving Sideshow uh, a, 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 a motive for I, the few remaining future. The love, future. I love Bart, comma, kid detective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I dig it When too. he goes into kid detective mode, it... It is so because it like puts all of the best qualities of, of his character to use uh, uh, in a way that we only get to see like once or twice a year. Detective and mystery as a genre is one of my favorite things in the world. That's a lot of the novels I read. And anytime a TV show does a one off like detective episode, or, like, you know, let's put together a crime and then unravel it. It's always so fun and satisfying because they always kind of like do hallmarks of it and you can kind of feel when they're setting up details and, and you're you, like, oh, that's going to pay off somewhere. You have been shopping around a script. Yes. 
Young Columbo. Yeah. Or Columbo Young Columbo. <laughs> I have been calling it Young Columbo. And it posits, what if there was a little kid <laughs> who smokes cigars and has a glass yeah. eye? It's, you're, it's kind the, of a weird LA cop. That's a, that's a very that's a sticking point for you because like a he lot has to smoke cigars. A lot of Hollywood producers have been like, "We love this, but can we make? But them can we suckers? give him a prop cigar? No, we the kid has to smoke a real cigar the whole show. It can't be suckers. This kid has to. He has to smoke real cigars. Yeah. Not, not even only pro- can it yeah. not be suckers, it cannot be a prop cigar. He has it to smoke has, real cigars. Yeah. And that's a sticking point for you. Yeah, and he has to have a real <laughs> glass eye like Peter Falk did. <laughs> and you're willing to make that happen for a kid that doesn't. Oh, yeah, a, yeah, I got a big stick. If you find if you find the, the kid that's – if you find your Columbo, having two Columbo. eyes is not going to stop you <laughs> no. from making it happen. Absolutely not. Yeah, Young Columbo. Uh, young Columbo. Young Columbo. <laughs> Young Columbo sounds like uh, Chumbawamba. No, Young Columbo is absolutely an act at the at the gathering, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, I'll do a Young Columbo at the gathering. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm performing at four a.m. at the gathering of the Juggalos under my <laughs> under yeah, my absolutely. DJ under my thrash metal DJ name, Young Columbo. <laughs> yeah, I'm Wicked Young Columbo at the, at the, the gathering. Absolutely. <laughs> I paint my face. I paint my face like a crazy clown, and I put a trench coat on, and I'm Young Galumbo. Oh yeah, I do sick fagel guzzling as Young Galumbo. You kidding? Um, I, I, you know what? I respect your convictions to your story. Thank you. Um, Finally, someone respects children who smoke. Yeah, so, uh, I, uh, I understand why these TV producers would ask for the concessions that they're asking for. But I respect your artisanal right to reject their uh, advice out of hand. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I don't need a job. I've got a job as a a bread salesman. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So if you want to turn down my idea that little kids should smoke cigars, you can fuck off. Fuck (laughs) off. Um, Are you... uh, we're at we're, we're we're cruising over the hour mark here. Golly. Ooh, so we should talk apps? about favorite jokes, huh? Jokes. My favorite app is not changing. This was a good one. I'm gonna agree. A, totally, totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, yeah, I uh, um, uh, I like I like this app. A lot of great stuff in it, and it lays it lays the groundwork for probably at honestly probably forty apps right from here on out. <clears throat> yes. I, I would be surprised if one of the uh, apps that this lays the groundwork for isn't a favorite of mine in the future. But are you talking uh, about Cape Fear? I I I, I am aware of the the Cape Fear one because yeah. of the uh, there's the uh, yeah what's it called um, the uh, Mr. Burns Mr. Burns a post apocalyptic oh, yeah. what call yeah. it or whatever the so that's that's Anne probably Washburn, right? that's probably the yeah. most. Well respected and well remembered sideshow Bob episode. Right. This is, that is are, an app I have seen. There's a litany. Uh, uh, there's it is a, funny that they did that right after they put out a re. That was not like they've done Cape Fear two or three times. Yeah. And that was a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, that's a that's probably the most well remembered um, sideshow Bob one. There's also the one where he steals a nuke. There's the one yeah. where uh, uh, there's a, a, a corruption in the making of a dam. Yeah. And just hearing that he steals a nuke, like you, the build up you need as a show to get to a yeah. point where you can make a, a sideshow character <laughs> yeah. steal a nuke. Yeah. And I mean, I think these are the episodes that might not be the all time classics, but they do lay that you know, groundwork. I think, and I can yeah. see that with The Simpsons. I thing. think we yeah. have to take a second. We who? 
we as a society drink, drink. <laughs> we as a society have to take a second to admire Kelsey Grammer for playing two of America's favorite sitcom characters ever. He he has embodied. He has spent the last 40 years of his life embodying Fraser Crane and Sideshow Bob Roberts. Who would have thought that a conservative dude who railed cocaine could play a talkative <laughs> blowhard for so many years? <laughs> a guy who can never shut the fuck up and is very yeah, confident a guy and who arrogant. Can never shut the fuck up and will never and will never uh, ever ever uh, admit that any of his opinions are wrong. <laughs> who would have thought that the guy absolutely railing lines could be the talkative arrogant My guy? God. <laughs> Jeez! Uh, uh, favorite jokes? I'm gonna go with the montage of Bart trying to explain to Homer what uh, Sideshow oh Bob's gonna do. Yeah, and he he I'd shows him by it lighting times. the stove and uh, uh, lighting so a match. Funny. He he gives him the science made simple book. He like looks up stuff on TV and then he goes to Marge and in one second he says it. And she's like, "Oh wow, it's, it's a silent it, montage." It's such a great bit. It is. It's a montage over. Uh, again, I love Bart the detective. Yeah, it's a it's uh, it, Bart sets it up like like every classic detective movie where this is the part where he explains exactly how he solved yeah. the case, and it's just this eight year old kid like <laughs> explaining it to the chief of police. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah, and then he's like, and he describes himself in this like description of figuring out how it happened as. Uh, uh, so he, he figures out and he's like, and then it was a plucky young boy and his slow-witted father. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it, yeah, and then it went into the montage that Devin explained. Uh, it was so it was so perfect. Uh, is that that your joke? The montage too? Uh, no, no, you go. I'll, I'll find it. Uh, mine about. totally is uh, the wig of mine. Uh, at the end, uh, <laughs> they solve it. Uh, essentially, Bart says something along the lines of, "You got one, room for one more in prison." And then Wickham goes, "Nope," but they never stopped us before, <laughs> which I think is a great. That's a, a good so little good. a good little prison overcrowding bit. So good, so good. Um, I did love. Oh, um, so, uh. Sideshow Bob and Selma uh, almost break up in the middle of the episode because he um, does not appreciate MacGyver. And Homer's talking to Sideshow Bob about um, about I- embracing your differences as a couple. He's like, you know, Marge and I, we don't watch the same shows. If she's watching some schmaltzy shit... Uh, well, he doesn't say shit because yeah. it's a network show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if she's watching something or if we have a fight, I just take a walk. I go to the bar and then I stumble home to make some love to my wife, <laughs> which is a really funny. Like, just look into Homer's idea of what marriage is. Uh, and I also like that um, when Selma reached out to him to become pen pal, uh, like prison pen pals. She started her letter to him uh, with the the line, "I cannot find anyone among the law abiding." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, runner up uh, when Sideshow Bob says to Homer, "Ah, you're forgetting the first two tenets of the noble Buddha," and Homer goes, "No, I'm no, not. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not." Or at uh, at one point, um, Sideshow Bob <laughs> tells Selma that. 
um, that there's a riot in the maximum security wing of his heart. <laughs> That's a pretty good There's line. a line where he's giving a speech at the wedding, and he says, 41 years ago, God took 168 pounds of clay and made this woman. He names her age and her weight at the wedding. Yeah. I would absolutely not be surprised if that was uh, an original line written by Kelsey Graham. <laughs> yep. <laughs> cool. We did it. Yeah. We did it. You guys want to thank it. sponsors? Sure. You got any? Uh, I want to thank uh, uh, this dating app that is for uh, folks who want to blackmail other people called Framers Only. <laughs> Framers <laughs> Only. That's nice. Um, I am continuing to take a bath on this so please please send shampoo. visit <laughs> what I said send shampoo because it was a bath joke. please Sorry. please please visit icecoldhotdogsmoothies.com i i need to unload some of this well, I think the problem is people are probably confused about what your product is based on the What name. is confusing about IceColdHotDogSmoothies.com? It's not descriptive enough. <laughs> uh, people are more probably like, what is this guy selling? Okay, I'll, I'll rework the, the marketing strategy. I just You need a way to convey that these are just like pulverized liquid hot dogs that are pretty chilly. All right. Uh, uh, can you look that up? Is, is that URL open and, and available? Pulverized chili. <laughs> pulverized hot dogs that are chili.com. Because uh, ice cold like hot dog is. smoothies, well, you know, what are what are those? What are you selling? What's oh, man. It looks like it's. It looks if this like is it's a owned, website, this can't be good. It looks like it's owned right now by MBS no, it from says Saudi Arabia. This, like, can't be reached. <laughs> this is the. Oh, it, oh, never mind. Oh, man. Jared said it can't be reached. Oh, wow. It's not, it's not actually owned by MBS from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> um, my sponsor, you fell in love with Colombo. Uh, you followed it up with Young Colombo. Uh, join us, uh, join us coming uh, in the future for um, Columbi, uh the claymation uh, cigar smoking lieutenant and his horse Pokey. God damn it, it. <laughs> Colombi! That's funny. Uh, coming to Netflix this fall. Uh, also, <laughs> be on the lookout on Hulu. Senior Citalumbo. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think Columbo was old enough before? Wait until he's. I also want to shout out my favorite Barnham tram at Columbumbos. <laughs> <laughs> Columbo. And my favorite bar in Midtown, Col- Columbjumbos. <laughs> Columbjumbos. Uh, I want to shout out a couple. Uh, we also got some last minute sponsors from Rental House, the Knights of Columbos. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Knights of Columbo's at Nine and Mound, where I used to go see Chiodos in middle school. <laughs> my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, mid aughts hardcore band, Chiumbos. <laughs> uh, you guys, boy. I love Chiumbos. <laughs> uh, big Columbo in Little China. <laughs> what is happening? All right. Columbo's a funny <laughs> word. A funny, a funny word. word. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, I think that's all I got. I think that's all for sponsors, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Jeez, wow, we did it, guys. We did uh, it, guys. We did it. Oh, we have t-shirts. Buy, buy, buy Go one. buy, buy a, a goddamn t-shirt. Homophilia.com or else. Columbophilia. Columbophilia. You guys gotta get into Columbo. Join us next week for more uh, homophilia uh, shenanigans. Bye. Bye.